Welcome to the We Serve podcast of Government Policy, Real Estate, and You. I'm Liz Recchia, Government Affairs Director for the We Serve Association of Realtors, and this is your quick update for today. Water Issues in Arizona We all know water in Arizona is a concern to all. To buyers and sellers of property, it's important to know if you're on well water or city water. To commercial and agricultural property owners, it's important to know the details about the water source, whether the property is in an AMA or INA, if there's an assured water supply or adequate water supply or no water, and so much more for residential and commercial owners of property to consider and know. To help with this, the We Serve Water Issues Task Force subgroup has released its first information flyer named Water in Arizona. Is my property in an AMA or INA? Here you will find links to primary sources of information and a short description of key water terms. Most important, this document is full of links to primary sources so you can be the source of the source to your clients. This is the first in a series of Water in Arizona flyers. We highlight topics like AMAs, INAs, Assured Water Supply, Adequate Water Supply. We link to AMA Maps, INA Maps, Assured Water Supply Maps, Adequate Water Supply Maps, Designated Water Providers, and the Arizona Department of Water Resources page on grandfathered water rights and how to determine the source of that water. On the back page of the flyer, you will find numerous links to Arizona Department of Resources website. One of those items will be a summary of the 1980 Groundwater Management Act. You'll also find Groundwater Rights Interactive Map, the Arizona Water Blueprint Interactive Map showing hydrology, AMAs, INAs, infrastructure, storage facilities, watersheds, CAP canals, and so much more. You'll find links to the Well Catastral and Well Registry Handbook and Map. The Water Document Registry is there, and three guides for well owners to help them know their rights and responsibilities. The flyer was designed so that the online PDF contains live links taking you to the resource. But the flyer can also be printed, making it easy to include in your buyer and seller packets when meeting clients in person. We encourage you to share the link and the flyer with your clients, customers, and fellow agents. Look for more flyers in our Water in Arizona series coming in 2021. City General Plans 2020 was the year for cities and towns to update their general plans. These documents provide a look at how a city plans to develop and grow. The general plan will show you housing areas and types, retail areas, office buildings, streets, water infrastructure, agriculture, amenities, parks, and it'll give you a good overall idea of what that city is striving to become, enhance, or correct over the next decade. These general plans affect the city's ordinances. After all, the city code of ordinances is necessary in order to build out the city plan vision. One of the most important codes in the city is the land use code. What will be built? Where will it be built? And under what guidelines? When it comes to the housing land use code, 
We Serve encourages cities to adopt a code that embraces all the possible housing types needed by a population for rent or purchase over time. The housing needs of a college freshman are different than a young professional or young family. And those housing needs are different than an active newly retired senior citizen or an older senior citizen needing professional care. Ideally, there will be enough housing types and variety that a city's population can plan to live the arc of their lives in their city as they transition through their lives. WeServe has attended stakeholder meetings in the city's surprise that have lasted over a year regarding their land use ordinance update. On Tuesday, December 15th, the City Council will discuss the proposed updates to the narrow and small lots part of the ordinance. You can read the proposed changes and get more information on the meeting at the City Surprise website. WeServe's comments have centered around the member responses to two surveys asking specific questions earlier this year, one in May and one in September. Member comments have been helpful. On December 14th, I and WeServe members Garnet Saylor and Lisa Fowler were able to meet with Councilman Jack Hastings, City Planner Joshua Mike, and other surprise staff to review and give context to member comments, and WeServe's encouragement that cities consider their code in terms of today and 50 years from now. The housing product built today will be the product available to rent or purchase over time, and its ability to remain desirable is very important. At the meeting, it was encouraging to hear surprise staff announce these same concerns as they develop an updated code that allows for various types of housing to be built over time at various price points. Coronavirus Legislative Sunsets There are numerous laws that were enacted beginning in March 2020 that mandate business provides certain FMLA, Family Medical Leave Act benefits, no matter how small the business is. That mandate led to business, particularly small business, needing financial grants and loans to survive. The one constant in the sunsetting of these provisions will be confusion for all concerned. If you are a small business owner with employees, make sure you are working with your attorney or other legal advisor to make the transition out of the mandated FMLA correctly. One of the biggest concerns is the employee tax relief designed to offset employer costs expires, and so does the paid family leave provisions for the employee, even if they have not used some or all of that leave or the 80-hour emergency leave. These all expire on December 31st. The transition for employees and employers may be more difficult than anticipated. If you or someone you know is a small employer, make sure to work with someone who can help orchestrate that transition and update your employees so that they know what to expect. There were also provisions made for foreclosure forbearance and tenant eviction moratoriums. These will expire on December 31st as well. And the industry is already bracing for what that may mean. No one really knows what the distressed renter and property owner circumstances are, but there are distressed tenants and property owners to be sure. Another consequence, distressed HOAs. Depending on how many distressed property owners there are in an HOA, you may find some are in distress, which means it's very important for buyers, sellers, and their agents to visit the Arizona Corporation Commission website to check on the health of the HOA. 
When I was still a working broker, I had a few transactions in which an HOA existed when escrow opened but was terminated before close of escrow. Make sure you and your client are aware of this possibility and take time to investigate early in the process. Government Affairs Committee in the West Valley The West Valley Government Affairs Committee is forming, so watch the We Serve newsletter to find the committee interest form. Although we are going to be a committee structure, we will still bring you the elements of the council forums. Starting with our first meeting on February 25th, we will have a forum component to our meetings. We will be streaming as always, so bring your concerns and suggestions. Our meetings will be hybrid events, in person and via Zoom. I'm Liz Recchia. Thanks for joining me today. I hope to see you at one of our chapter government affairs meetings in 2021. And thank you to our task force and work group members for all your work. I truly appreciate your taking time from your business to impact and influence our communities. We serve GAD, advocating for private property rights, the right to private contract, and your business. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.